bored on a Friday night? Tara, kwentuhan tayo. So, grab a cup of coffee or tea. It's time to get comfy. And join us sa Daldalan and Chikahan. Don't just walk the walk, but talk the talk. Only here on Calm Talk. Here on DLSUT Green FM, live on Facebook every Friday at 7 p.m. and released on Spotify and YouTube at 8. here on Green FM. My name is Chia. And my name is Cassie, and we are here to bring you the Chica of tonight. Yes, that's right. So join us as we walk the walk. And talk the talk. Only here on Calm Talk. <laughs> Hi, Chia. How are you? How does it feel like to first to host your very first episode of Calm Talk tonight? Well, Cassie, I've been good, and honestly, I'm a bit nervous, and I'm very excited, and I'm also very, very honored to even be here and sharing this platform with you, so thank you very much. So how are you? How are you, Cassie? I'm a little nervous because I have so much to do, Oh, but I'm really glad to be here as well. Yes, we will get through this. So I think we can start introducing our topic for today. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about communication in a pandesal. I mean, pandemic. (laughs) So yes, that's right, listeners. Today, we are going to be talking about how the pandemic has changed the way we communicate and like just the shift of it all. So how has it affected you? (laughs) Well, the Panasonic has really made me alone. Wait, that doesn't sound really good. I mean, it's forced a lot of us to be isolated for safety precautions. And personally, as an extrovert who thrives on human connection, that hurts. Well, it's actually... I I won't say that... I'm not going to say that the pandemic was not much of a difference for me because, you know... I was just chilling, and then all of a sudden, everyone was calling my lifestyle quarantine. (laughs) Because personally, I didn't really notice much in terms of, you know, going out, meeting friends, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, I've always been more keen on keeping to myself. Like, I would prefer chilling alone in my bedroom, which I have done for the last 12 months, and I have not regretted a single thing. (laughs) And, like, I actually, for real, have not left the house for, like, a year. And even prior to the pandemic, I've always been more in tune with myself than just staying at home. So, you know, in that aspect, there was, it was not much of a change. But, you know, what's the really funky part is just that there's more anxiety now. And there's more fear for your life. At so, least one of us is enjoying I mean, I, I mean, I did get more time to paint. I did get more time to myself. I got more time with my dogs, which is very, very important. Very important. But, you know, there's anxiety. And it's not fun. Like, 
I already stay at home. I'd rather stay. I'd rather stay at home and be happy than be at home and scared. It's it's not nice when you're forced into a situation, even if you like the situation, because freedom True. of freedom of uh, yeah. allowing to be allowed to go out without the risk of getting sick is you know yeah. it, it's it's a lot better. And in terms of like connecting with people, for, for me, I I really enjoy a personal face to face connection, even if we're just like using our phones together or just studying together or just making really really stupid jokes, but really bad jokes <laughs> yeah. together. But for me, for me, it's more of like I do miss my friends, but my main reason for wanting this pandemic to end. Is actually just so I can go out alone and stroll stores alone. As a true introvert, it is, I am an INFP. It makes sense. It makes sense. Now let's I'm an talk ENFP, about. So. Oh, you are. You are. You are. And we are compatible. That's why we made <laughs> friends with each other online because we can't meet each other. <laughs> now let's Speaking talk about making adjusting. friends. Sorry. What? Speaking about making friends with each other, we never actually got to meet each other in person. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, we're, that's, we, we, that's, that's, that's sad. And like, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> but I think we should move on to how adjusting was for us. Like adjusting to the norms back then versus the norms now. Oh, this is a loaded topic. So the Cassie, phrase, what about you? New normal. It it it's very unsettling to me because when you say new it normal, is. it kind of means that this is it. We're trapped in this forever. You gotta adjust, or mm. just just perish or something like that. And perish. <laughs> um, as well, a person who always. I'm not saying that I always make gala or but as a person who <laughs> who will like to go out if I am free then the new normal is very sad and right now when we go out we wear face masks and we could we we can't even like be close in proximity with people we go out with if we go out that's kind of sad. How about you yeah. for the new normal? Well, as I've mentioned, everyone just started calling my lifestyle quarantine, and that was very shocking to me. <laughs> like, you guys actually go out? Like, you willingly go out? What? I, I mean, I'm making myself sound sad. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I sound sad, but like, really, I'm just saying. I do get invited out to the listeners. I'm not the loner. I have friends. <laughs> I do go out. But, you know, I just prefer staying at home. And in terms of how we are with the new normal, I don't like how everything... Well, I like how everything is online, but I also don't like how everything is online because, you know, I can't go out and stuff. But adjusting to the new normal in terms of communicating with people... Boy, I do not know how to talk to people in real life. <laughs> We're going to get to that. Because a lot of people yeah. 
really depend on face-to-face interaction and body language. But you mentioned yeah. being pushed online, and that's a major yeah. means of communication these days. It's it's the main channel of communication since we're all pushed into isolation and quarantine for safety reasons. Tell me more about it. So let's talk about the means of communication. So social media and, of course, approaching the digital age. Everyone is just, you know, we le- we use technology on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, back then, it was social media interactions with face-to-face interactions. So, you know, you kind of know this person in real life and you also know them through a screen. But now it's like you only know this person through a screen. Look at us. We only know each other through a screen. <laughs> The balance is not balanced at all. Yeah, it is. And between us, look at us. We met each other online. This is all we have. And if I'm going to be honest, I would not know how to talk to you in real life, which ties in with this head talk from Sherry Turkle, where she, it was from 2012, but it's creepy how timely it is now that it's 2021. Does that make sense? And, like, in her TED Talk, as far as I know, she is a She's a psychologist. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a psychologist, psychologist who focuses more on how people connect and communicate with each other and how that affects our mental states as individuals. Yeah. And if I do remember correctly, she also talked about, you know, how, d- how face-to-face interactions are more crucial for child development. And this is insane because children nowadays, there there's an iPad or like a tablet attached to that child. Like you gave birth to a child and a tablet. It's one entity now. That's why the so, term iPad kids was invented. iPad kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an iPad. <laughs> oh no. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not an iPad kid. I had an actual childhood. I played. Why do I feel like I keep on saying things that touch some grasses? Touch some grass, sister. I, I do know. I do know what grass feels like. I just don't like how it. <laughs> I'm. I sound very concerning, but that's a different topic for a different day. So let's talk about how. <laughs> nonverbal. Hello? Are you saying something? Oh, oh nonverbal. Yeah. Oh, I nonverbal was communication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about how, uh, in an article we read before this podcast. It was actually that majority of our communication is nonverbal. So that means gestures and body language and facial expressions. So Cassie, start the talk about that. Well, like what you mentioned, a lot of the way we communicate with one another, uh, we evolved as social creatures is nonverbal, like other animals, since humans can be considered as a higher being or a higher type of animal, an intelligent animal. Uh, A lot of the way we share our ideas or emotions or intentions is through actions and body language. And since, like what Miss Turkle said, we are pushed into this online presence because of this given situation. It's like by the time we want to connect with each other genuinely, because she's so concerned about the genuinity of connection. We wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, she also mentioned something about, like, a child. or not, It wasn't a child. It was a teenager 
who said like one day I would like to learn how to hold a conversation and that's so true because prior to this pandemic before everything went online I knew how to hold a conversation but as I've mentioned earlier if I met you if I met you I would not know what to do <laughs> yeah not our dear listeners an example of an iPad kid I'm, I'm kidding I'm, I'm I am kidding. not an iPad kid I, I'm a diet iPad kid. Like, I'm getting there, but not quite. <laughs> I think this is a good time for us to talk about the accessibility of the digital everything. Because, like, we are approaching a digital age, or we are living in a digital age. And, of course, with the digital age, there is the digital divide, which is basically the difference between people who have access and know how to use technology and then the sector that does not know. So what can you say about it? Well, because because we are in a digital age right now and uh, pepper in the fact that we are forced to use technology and social media as the main channel of communication, for those people who are not well-versed in it, uh, it would be hard for them to be updated, to be informed, to connect with people they love and meet new people and learn new things. Uh, a really solid example of that could be online classes and how it's not true, a right true. anymore, but it's turned into a privilege, especially now. True. And I think another example of a digital divide is just how some people are just not um, skilled when it comes to technology. So let's say older teachers who don't know how to handle online classes that's honestly causing a trouble in communicating information or like pursuing our education. So, you know, it becomes harder to reach professors or teachers in general who should be easy to reach out to in real life. And unlike in face to face classes, you could just ask them the next day, like you could yeah, hop over to the faculty it's be the like, next door. It's, it's the faculty room. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just sad because another another thing we can look at when it comes to digital divide is how some students are, you know, as you mentioned, education has become a privilege and some students don't have access to the same resources that we do have. So, you know, some of them are forced to stop schooling or just overall struggle pushing to get to school. So what can you say about that? I think that because of the Panasonic panoramic pandemic that we are in (laughs) education has been considered a privilege even before this and now that we have to use yeah now that we have to use internet just to learn our lessons and connect with teachers and classmates it's even more a privilege and i think that really is saddening in a way that we should be able to as a system or as people part of the system, we should be able to know how to make it easy or accessible for other people, like help our professors like when they don't get stuff or how to use the app. We true, should be true. very open to helping each other out when it comes true. to this. I mean, these are trying times and we only really have each other. So, you know, in times like that, don't be mean. <laughs> Just help the one you can help. So I think this, this is, is a good time for us. Hello? This is a public Sorry. service announcement to be to remember yeah. to be kind to yeah. your professors and your moms and yeah. your 
dads. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good time for us to talk about how body language, like we mentioned earlier, body language, yada, yada, yada. But let's really dive into this time. So body language, facial expression, everything is harder now because A, we can't be near each other, and B, face masks. Face masks hinder everything. And, you know, since I rarely go out, every time I do go out, in the rare event that I do go out, like, everyone's wearing a face mask and it feels like the apocalypse because everyone's, like, just repelling each other. (laughs) Everyone has something on their face. So it's really, really creepy, but also really sad. So what can you say about that? Well... It's good that when you go out, you see people in face masks because that's cause that's is, for safety and people are practicing the proper precautions. And But as a person who used to wear face masks even before the pandemic, like when I would commute or when it's really cold in our classroom and then my, my, my face was cold. So I just, when you wear a face mask, uh, your breath kind of... It's a blanket. Yeah, it's a blanket. So I used to do that a lot. But now that it's it's you're forced to do it and if you don't do it you can get sick it's not fun anymore because you don't have a choice to remove that restriction that can help other people connect with you and understand you better yeah and i think that similar to the digital divide there should be like a face mask divide because like not everyone has access to like no i'm serious like not everyone has access to these resources Similar to a technology, like not everyone can spare a few pesos to buy a face mask, and that's also very saddening. Like if I if seeing people in face masks is sad, seeing people who can't afford a face mask is sadder. And you know, there's this thing going on where if your shopping delivery guy doesn't have a face mask, you should give them a face mask. Another that's PSA. another PSA. <laughs> another PSA. If your shopping delivery guide or like. Zada, <laughs> or food deliveries. Any delivery guy does not have a face mask. Do give them a face mask because they also want to be safe from them. They did not just because they don't have a face mask doesn't mean they don't care. Some of the some of them just really. Care. And yeah, and it's part I of their job to see people all is, the time is, from different it is, places. It is, it is, and it's worrying. And I think. Oh, another thing that would be kind of disadvantage in this pandemic face mask mask situation would be people with hearing problems because they rely heavily on gestures and lip reading sometimes. So, you know, seeing that be taken away from them because of face masks and like social distancing, they can't really see you. It's really disheartening as well. So uh, another which is another reason why we should be more understanding to people we see in person or even online because since communication is so hard to dis- to like identify what the person is going through right now especially in this situation it it's just another reminder for us to be more understanding uh because we never know what other people are going through yes and i think with that we can wrap up and Wait, you, you forgot episode. something. What? Unwrap unwrap it. Unwrap it a bit. Unwrap you forgot it. to mention Me proximity. 
and body oh. language. Ooh. Well, we did talk about body language already. Like how it affects communication and stuff. But proxemics. Let's talk about proxemics. I'm sorry. I just want to add about... Yeah, you better <laughs> unwrap that. <laughs> I just want to add that before the pandemic, public displays of affection was not against the law. And now it is. <laughs> Even before the pandemic, it was never an issue for me. So, <laughs> I'm making myself sound really sad in this podcast. Like, again, PSA, I am It's not that you're okay. lonely. It's not that you're lonely. It's that you prefer to be I alone. Like and I am your exact yes. opposite. Yes, we are. Yeah, that, that's just it. That's why we attract each other. We're friends because of that. So, yeah, proximity, it is a big, like, thing. Because even if I'm, I, even if I prefer being alone, I miss having people near <laughs> And In the same space if, as you. In the same space. And, like, I think this pandemic has altered the way I see people. Like, right now, I even feel wary going near my sibling. Because even if we live in the same house, I feel wary because... Uy, COVID. Like, alam mo yun? Parang may, may parang... It's not causing, like, oh, it's damaging your relationship. But it is impacting the way na makipag-communicate or makipag-interact tayo. So, you know, it's really sad. And that's just another... Like, just another down downward vote for this pandemic. Is it a downward vote? Or, like, a thumbs down? Yeah, that's another thumbs down. What's a downward vote? But... I understand I, what I you mean. I was thinking about, like, I was thinking, like, that one, if that makes sense, like, the thumbs down. Sorry, I'm just very out of it. It's okay. <laughs> but I understand what you mean about being wary because the pandemic yeah. has made us not just conscious about how we connect with people and how it's become so difficult, but we're now conscious of, oh, you can't get near them because Ooh. you might get sick. And it's like, for example, I'm in my lawless house. <laughs> And my cousin, her tita and tito come over. Thus, I'm gonna try to make beso. And then they're gonna be like, no, COVID. No. Get away yeah. from me. I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, that's not a problem for me, but like, for <laughs> you, maybe. <laughs> no, because like, I'm not really a very affectionate person to begin with. But I do get the point. Like, if, if I were you, I would get it. Like, you love being affectionate. I don't. Yes. Another and thing about that. No, but, like, another thing about that is people not only communicate and connect with each other through words and non-virtual, non-verbal, non-verbal communication, but it's also through touch and virtual connection. That's a lot of how a lot of relationships are established because, um, you know, when you talk about personal space, people you allow into your personal space are people you're close with who you have an established connection with but because of this pandemic yeah. it's it's hard to like determine or even remember what that feels like <laughs> <laughs> you sound so touch deprived i'm just here vibing i don't know that's that's the me problem it but i think uh, it, i'm fine with i think that oh another thing is since you were talking about proxemics and like physical con- physical space it's like the people who you're really close with and the people you're not close with, 
are just as far away from you. Ooh. Someone put that on a someone put that on an on aesthetic Tumblr poster or, or something. On a shirt. Yeah. I would like to wear it on a shirt as a pajama. I'm not wearing that out. <laughs> you get what I mean? Like the people you were close with and the people you aren't close with are just as I'm sorry, that's my dog. Shh. I'm gonna Yeah. Some people are more accustomed these days to communicating with their pets than other human beings because yeah. of the situation we're pushed in. Maybe that's the reason I'm not insane yet. It's because I have five dogs. Well, four. I have dogs. I have dogs. And yeah. Well, I think. Can I wrap it now? Is this time? You can for wrap me it now. It's, it it's, 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 right. it's a present that we can give our viewers now. Yes. Can my dog? My dog is part of the podcast. He's the third host. <laughs> oh, welcome to Com Talk with Chia, Cassie, and Chuchu. Yes, Chuchu is his name. He's really adorable. Well, I think that's it for today's episode tonight. Unfortunately, Hello. like all good things, <laughs> our show must come to an end. Must come to an end. But don't worry because you can catch more of us in the next episodes airing every Friday. And with that, we would like to thank the team behind ComTalk. And take this moment to acknowledge the Communication Program Council, the hosts, the research and operations, and the Green FM's publicity and promotion. And for other updates on ComTalk and Green FM, make sure to check on and follow all of our socials at 959GreenFM. Um, and again, this has been Chia and my dog. And this has, <laughs> and this has been Cassie. And we hope you had a wonderful time with us. Thank you for listening to what we had to say. This was Comtalk. Only here on Green FM. Raja ng lahat para sa lahat. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs>